The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spooky Stories. Ooh! I'm your ghost co-host, Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one, Kaya. And we are back. Again. 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 How we many are... times have we said this now? Oh, maybe twice? Three times? I think it's been a lot of times. We gave them this spooky dookie movie trailer that was like, whoa, spooky story season We're going two big. is coming back. We're going Ooh. big and international. And we did and, one episode. And we did one episode and we were like, mm-hmm. But our lives got really busy. Our lives got very busy. There's been a lot of changes. So we're sorry, but we're also not sorry because we don't owe you anything. Nope, we had a lot that we had to figure out on our end before you know we what? could get back to this point. We're doing this for us. Mm-hmm. So if y'all want to come along for the ride, you totally can. We're super thankful for we're, it. We're super thankful for it. We love hearing the feedback. And, you know, we've picked up some new listeners along the way that are like, when are you guys doing new ones? Yep. And we're like, all right, fine, let's get on it. But then it keeps getting like pushed away, pushed away. So you came down this morning and what was I doing? She was writing new episodes of spooky stories. I thought that I was going to have to write them. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm the kooky one. Kooky people don't write stories. Also, that would just totally take away from the whole vibe of our podcast. It absolutely does. Here's how I explain how this show works. Kaya tells me spooky stories and I rip on them. That's how it goes. That's literally how it goes. That is the premise. Yeah. So if y'all don't want to hear that, you want to hear me tell a spooky story. Well, then go away. Just go. I'll wait. So Here, you want to pause it? On the topic of me telling you spooky stories and you ripping on it, are we ready to get into this episode? Yes, unless it's scary. Um, I mean, like, there's some scary parts to it. Can we talk about things that are less scary? Like what? Um, like romantic things like proposals and engagements. Mm, no. Oh. Uh, how about, uh, mysterious... Pieces of wood that fell from the stairs. Nobody wants to hear that story. No. Okay. Um, that, is, that is kind of spooky anyway. Or uh, mystery boxes that we received that from from a, from a listener that are incredible and we're super thankful for. And we still haven't, you know, actually <laughs> figured out any of the mystery yet or spent any time on it. We're super sorry, David, but you're awesome. Yeah. Which goes to show we do know who sent it to us eventually. Yes. So, so much for that. It was my dungeon master. <laughs> Ooh. Anyways, can I get into the story now? Yes. Okay. So, today we are going to travel to West Virginia. Okay. Yep. Um, it's known for a lot of different things. Um, it's sang about in songs, which... I'm glad you didn't start singing, because usually that's where you go with that kind of thing. Um, Almost heaven. That was not an invitation for you to start. (laughs) Um, Now, it is the only state that's completely within the Appalachian Mountain Range. 
it has um, the Blackwater Falls, which are one of the most photographed venues in West Virginia. Very cool. Um, and it's also the birthplace of the wondrous McElroy brothers. I love the McElroy brothers. I know you do. Side note, if you haven't checked out My Brother, My Brother and Me or The Adventure Zone, they are my two favorite podcasts. Uh, and Dungeons and Daddies, but we're not going to talk about that right now. It's not even McElroy's. It's not even McElroy's. It's just very good. Anyways, um, back to West Virginia. Yes. So. And the McElroy brothers. That's what um, this is about, right? Like most other places in the world, West Virginia is also home to some dark and creepy tales. We are going to cover a couple of them this season, but today we are going to start with one of the most popular cryptids to come out of the U.S. Ooh, is it Bigfoot? Uh, no, but I'm glad that you aren't asking me to explain what a cryptid is because I was like, is he going to know? A cryptid is some sort of uh, mythical creature. Um, that's that's all I know. Close enough. Yes. That'll work. So a Bigfoot, a Loch Ness Monster, your, uh, your Dracula's, all cryptids. Correct. Cool. Okay. So Excellent. you have a basic understanding. Good. That'll help going in. Chupacabra. <laughs> Anyway, Jackalope. Anyways. Um, our story starts in November of 1966 um, when there were numerous sightings of a humanoid creature in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Um, not very pleasant. <laughs> not necessarily at this point, right? So on November 15th, 1966, two young couples from the area reported seeing a large gray creature with glowing red eyes about six feet apart late at night when their car's headlights picked up on it. So they're just like out driving around in the 60s. What the is glowing that? red eyes were six feet apart? Yeah. So they were, there was one eye and then six feet, like a whole mat. Yeah. There was another glowing red yeah. eye. Ooh. That's a big creature. <laughs> um, so they also claimed that when their headlights hit it, it looked like a large flying man with 10-foot wings. Um, so they were trying to escape, and he actually started following their car while they were driving through this remote area that they were in. Um, this remote area was also the site of a former World War II munitions plant known as the TNT area. So that was where they, like, stored and created okay times the donuts these kids were doing drugs <laughs> possibly it was 1966 yeah um Far out, man. now while they mentioned the creature was clumsy on the ground they did say he could fly at almost 100 miles per hour uh they mentioned this only because they said it allegedly chased them to the outskirts of town in the air before landing scuttling into a field and disappearing so weird ass sighting they probably were on drugs but it could be any of these other things that I'm going to tell you in this episode. Now, the Point Pleasant Register, which was their local newspaper at the time, uh, shared the story the following day with the headline, Couple see man-sized bird, dot, 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 creature, dot, 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 something. And the story was soon picked up by the national press spreading stories across the U.S. Interesting. Now, this creature was dubbed the Mothman, and this was only the beginning of his story. Interesting. Yeah, so we are going to be talking about the West Virginia Mothman today. I didn't even know that it was such a thing. It is a thing. Does he battle Godzilla? Uh, maybe. Okay, let's find out. Okay. So, um, over the next few days, there were other similar sightings reported, 
apparently, um, actually even a few days before the November 15th incident, two grave diggers in Clendenin, West Virginia, saw a black figure fly over their heads while digging a grave in a cemetery. Uh, they're actually credited with being the first people to see the Mothman. Okay. Two volunteer firefighters also saw it and described it as a large bird with red eyes. So we're kind of seeing a theme here. But six feet apart. Yeah. That's a big I mean, head. This thing is apparently like 12 feet tall and who knows what else. So um, a local contractor named Newell Partridge reported to the Mason County Sheriff George Johnson that when he saw the figure in a nearby field and aimed his flashlight at it, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors and that he blamed buzzing noises from his TV set and the disappearance of his German Shepherd bandit on the creature. Yeah. My darn TV set don't work because this <laughs> damn Mothman is making me sick. Like those windmills. Yeah. Now, according to Partridge, his dog Bandit ran into the woods after the creature. But when Partridge followed in to see if he could find the dog, he found nothing but paw prints going around in circles before just vanishing. So Interesting. Mothman took Bandit. Oh. Save Bandit! Save Bandit! <laughs> uh, now, Sheriff Johnson believed that the sightings were due to an unusually large heron in the area that he had termed a shite poke. <laughs> not sure why he chose that term, um, but it was known as a shite poke. A shite poke. A shite poke. Uh, now, this theory was attempted to be collaborated by wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith, from the West Virginia University, who told reporters that the sightings fit the description of a sandhill crane, which is a large crane who was almost as tall as a man with a seven-foot wingspan and had circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. Okay. I mean... Mystery solved. Maybe, right? just one big, big um, bird. Others were speculating that it was some kind of creature created in uh, some sort of mutation accident involving the chemicals that were associated with storing TNT the tnt area um but nobody really knows yes yeah hence why we're talking about it in the 1960s there was a lot of comic books i can imagine they're like oh well it was that dang there mutation so funny enough one of the things that i saw referenced was it got the name mothman because of its like its appearance um it kind of played off of batman because oh, it sounds man. the same, um, but they were like, well, it's not a bat, so we're going to call it the Mothman. Even though it looks like a bird, let's make it a moth. Right. Um, now, the Mothman does bear a resemblance to other demon archetypes that can be found among studies of sleep paralysis. Just kind of terrifying if you think about it. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know how many people out there have had this happen before. I know I have, like, not in years, but... Um, I've had like episodes of sleep paralysis where I f like my eyes open and it feels like there's something sitting on top of me and it looks like this like demonic creature, almost like when you see pictures of the Mothman, it almost looks like a mini version of that. So I get how that can be connected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now many locals of Point Pleasant will tell you that the stories of the Mothman go beyond all the sightings. Um, and <laughs> It'll actually spill into mentions of extraterrestrials, conspiracy theories, and even the men in black. 
Of course. Here come the men in black. Man in Manitoba. <laughs> uh, legend has it that shortly after the sightings were reported, men in black suits began visiting the town of Point Pleasant. Oh. So, I mean, like, we've talked in previous episodes about, like, men in black when we talked about, um, like, the Falcon UFO sighting and things yeah. like that. Um, the story of Granger Taylor. So, like, we don't know. Maybe they actually are like a legit organization i don't even know if if will smith was born yet so i feel like that that one's debunked Mm -hmm. stamp it right there debunked will smith not born anyways um local children are told to never go into the abandoned power plant driving home the point of the mothman as those children go they continue to carry on the legend scaring people for decades yeah Oh, that's, that's very nice of them. Right? Um, so there's actually some theories that the Mothman's arrival actually could potentially even date back to the 1700s. Um, when at the time, uh, Chief Cornstalk, who was the leader of the Shawnee Nation, uh, was wrongfully killed at Fort Randolph in 1777. Many believe that the chief put a curse on the area just before he was killed, uh, leading to calling in the mothman and also leading to some of the tragedies that we are going to talk about Hmm. yeah now the most infamous sighting of the mothman was on december 15th 1967 so just over a year after the initial like major sighting Mm -hmm. um now locals claim they saw the cryptid either on top of or flying over the silver bridge which was a suspension bridge over the over the ohio river that connected west virginia and ohio Okay. So it connected the states. Um, According to the story, shortly after this sighting, the bridge collapsed, resulting in the death of 46 people, either through drowning or the damage that was caused. That Um, is spooky. Yep. It happened during rush hour. Now, an investigation found that the disaster was caused by a fracture in a suspension chain, but this was really where the theory that the Mothman was an omen of something bad to happen kind of started. So now we're going to get into um, some theories about why and when people see the Mothman. Okay. Okay. Uh, So some say the creature is either bad luck or is the cause of some disasters. We'll talk about some of the other ones that it's connected to. Um, While other people speculate he may just be like this creature that can see into the future and appears to warn people of impending doom. Oh. Yeah. So there's kind of two different um two different theories on why he appears when he does now uh some of the other claims of the mothman omen include um one that happened in 1999 russian ufologists claim that there were mothman sightings in moscow which actually foreshadowed the russian apartment bombings so these were a series of explosions that hit four apartment blocks in uh, three Russian cities, including Moscow, killing more than 300 and injuring over 1,000 people. In Russia? In Russia. The Mothman was in Russia. Apparently. Interesting. Yep. Um, people have also claimed to have seen the creature before earthquakes, tsunamis, and even the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Okay. Yep. Oh, you think, oh, you think that's it. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, There's even theories uh, that the Mothman is attached to other disasters, such as the 1986 Chernobyl disaster. Okay. Um, The Mexican swine flu outbreak of 2009. 
and the 2011 Fukushima nuclear disaster. Yeah, but what about COVID? Where was he for that? Right? Um, nobody really talks Maybe about that. Maybe he's dead. Maybe he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, point- What about Trump's presidency? Where was he for that one? Yeah, come on. Like, yeah. Just like get, get your shit together, right? man. Yeah. Um, now, Point Pleasant has become a prime destination for dark tourism. Um, are you familiar with that term? Yeah, so it's like people that want to go places just to see the spooky stuff there. Right. People that we're not friends with, because if we were, then they would drag us to those places, and I'm not okay with that. Fair, but I'm kind of that person. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's why I'm not giving you other friends in that area. You're so funny. Um, now, tourists who go to Point Pleasant are offered the chance to solve the mystery of the cryptid. So there's like tours, um, there's different things that you can do, um, and you get like special Mothman memorabilia, crafts, and other things that you can take home with you. Um, And the town is just like, they are using this Mothman thing to like promote the hell out of their town and get people to go there. Smart. Right down to like the Mothman pizzeria. No. Oh yeah. Like they're like, they're like living on okay. this story. If the if the people that serve the pizza there are not wearing like Mothman costumes, I no money back. I don't think they do, which yeah. is kind of disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing. Yeah. Um, I foresee that you want cheese <laughs> in your crust. <laughs> no? No. Okay. Um A Pepsi? Yes. The Mothman knows. <laughs> funny i like that um now the story of the west virginia mothman was actually the topic for john keel's 1975 book the mothman prophecies um which and the movie which people probably would associate with the movie um the movie itself was loosely adapted from the book into the movie um and featured richard Gere and laura linney so two very well-known actor, actresses. So side note, I actually didn't know what that movie was about. And I thought it was called The Mothman Prophecies. <laughs> and it was about Mr. Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I think that it features David Hoffman. You're so funny. So we might have to watch that movie. We may. Um, so the book uh, actually plays on claims that there were supernatural events related to the sightings um, and discusses more in detail, like the connection to the collapse of the Silver Bridge, the extraterrestrials, um, conspiracy theories, etc., etc., etc. So that's this, the book. Um, now, the movie features Richard Gere, who plays a reporter, whose wife claims to have witnessed the Mothman shortly before she dies. Um, and then years later, he finds himself in Point Pleasant with no clue how he got there. Interesting. Yeah. Now, according to what I've read, because I haven't actually seen the movie myself, um, there's no real conclusion in this movie, um, but it does leave people feeling this, like, eerie sense of disjointedness after they've watched it. So maybe that's what we'll watch tonight. I think that's what we're watching tonight. Yeah. Um... Now, on a lighter note, there's actually an annual festival in Point Pleasant devoted to the Mothman legend. It started in 2002 and it takes place the third September or the third weekend of every September. Sorry. Now, last year was canceled 
Um, but they are planning to go gung ho with it this year. So I know where we're going the third weekend of September. I hope 2022. so. That sounds fun. Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Almost um, heaven. Now, it was started by a man West named Virginia. Jeff. Comes the Mothman. Thank you. Um, now, it was started by a man named Jeff Wamsley, who is actually a native to Point Pleasant and grew up listening to the stories of the Mothman. Um, he has spent so much time researching and collecting things about the Mothman that he's written two books that were uh, published by a publishing company called Mothman Press. So I'm assuming self-published. I'm assuming you're right. Um, so the festival itself, like I said, is held on the third weekend of every September. It hosts guest speakers, vendor exhibitors, pancake eating contests, hayride tours of locally notable areas and more. Yes, because Mothmen are well known for their love of pancakes. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. We don't. We don't know. Um, believe it or not, the average attendance for the Mothman Festival is between ten and 12,000 people a year. Wow. So it does get quite a big attendance. Yeah. So we should probably start booking now. Yeah. We should go to the Flat Earth Convention as well. <laughs> that actually might be fun. <laughs> it would be fun. Um, now, at the 2003 festival, so a year after it started, they unveiled a 12-foot metallic statue of the Mothman, which was created by artist and sculptor Bob Roach. So you can go and like get your picture taken with this Mothman statue. Very cool. Yeah. I want to see that. Now, in 2006... Wamsley opened the Mothman Museum and Research Center. It costs a big whopping $4.50 to go. Oh, it's probably a great museum then. Uh, believe it or not, according to TripAdvisor, the Mothman Museum is ranked number one for things to do in Point Pleasant and has an overall rating of 4.6 stars. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the one museum in the small There's town. There's actually multiple museums in the small town. Okay. It's rated number one out of 12 things to do in Point Pleasant. Okay. okay, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, like, rude. It's probably a great <laughs> museum. Um, be a better museum so, one review claims that this place is cheesy but legendary fun, while another states, greater than I imagined. The museum itself was a bit small, but if you like the kitschy and weird, put this stop on your list. So I know where we're going first. Um, the museum features police reports, witness accounts from the various sightings. Uh, they also have rare collectible items and it's also home to some of the movie props from the Mothman prophecies. Cool. Yeah. Um, like I said, Jeff Wamsley has also released two books. Um, one's called Mothman Facts Behind the Legend and Mothman Behind the Red Eyes. So I'm probably going to try and read both of those before we go to the festival. I need some history. Um, I never said we're going to the festival. It just sounds fun. You didn't say we are, but I said we are. And okay. that's all that matters. Sounds good. Um, and I then see. finally, um, on April 20th, 2018, BuzzFeed Unsolved. You know I love the boys. Shane and Ryan, they're great. Um, unfortunately, BuzzFeed Unsolved isn't a thing anymore. They stopped doing it last year. Um, but they covered the story of the Mothman. Um, Shane and Ryan actually went to... Point Pleasant, West Virginia. They talked about the history. Um, but I guess a lot of people didn't really like that episode because they focused more on how the community is using um, the Mothman stories and embracing it to promote their tourism industry. Um, but the guys did eat at Mothman Pizza. So. <laughs> For C-Cheese. Yeah. Um, so 
While the Mothman is one of the most celebrated cryptids, he's also one of the most mysterious. Is he some demonic specter who is the bringer of disaster, or is he a creature who's simply trying to warn the inhabitants of Earth of impending disaster? Is he an idea created by people who saw something they couldn't explain and needed to give it a name, or just some sandhill crane with sadistic tendencies? Whatever the reason, the Mothman will continue to mystify and intrigue everyone who is interested in the paranormal for decades to come. Wow. And that's the end of our story. So is it time for the Maddie recap? It is time for the Maddie recap. All right. Almost heaven in Point Pleasant. In 1966, there comes a Mothman. He's got red eyes and he scares children. Now there's a movie and a festival. Take me home, country roads. That is probably one of the best recaps we've ever done. And literally covered pretty much everything in that story in like the least amount of time I've ever heard you do a recap. Yep. One take. I loved it. That was great. I was. I was sitting here like covering my mouth because I thought I was going to laugh because it was just so well done. Um, So yeah. So that is the story of the West Virginia Mothman. Um, So... Knowing what you know, if you had to give this story a spooky rating out of 10, what would you give it? I would give this, uh, man, honestly, this story kind of blew. I'd give it like two out of, two Richard Gears out of, oh my God. Oh my God. Red eyes? Six feet apart? No, I, I, I swear, not nine Richard Gears out of 10 pizza places, nine Richard Gears. All right. Yeah. Did did you just have a, uh, an experience there? I did. I did. I did. Um, um, can we get to the, the last part where we talk about the, uh, what, what did we always say? So we want to take this chance to thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, thanks for listening. Uh, you can check out all our episodes on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Um, you can join us in conversation on our social media profiles at Spooky Stories Pod on both Facebook and Instagram. Check out our website, SpookyPodcast.com. And until next time, we hope you... I foresee you keep it spooky. Ooh.